The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I'm just trying to make conversation. I can't wait till you can Skype slap somebody. Can you say it for me, though? Man, dog, look, if I was Robert Salah, I would be calling the mayor of Vegas right now and cussing him out. Call Jerry Tarkanian. I don't know. That's the only guy I know out there. Who do you call? Is is Jimmy the Greek still around? Like, what do you do? TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world serves its own needs. Dummy serve your own needs. Beat it up and knock speed. Grunt no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with fear. Bite down high. Fire in a fire. Representative seven games in the government for hire. Well, it must be the end of the world, because Potty's War is back for the first time in a month, and I suppose officially in a little less than a year. Um, yeah, yeah, that was not a, a intro I expected, though, so that's, it's, uh, huh, okay. So, um, thankfully, thankfully, on today's episode, the, I guess, the inaugural 2023 season episode of Potty's War, um... Aside from what the song may tell you, this is not the most, you know, like white bread mayonnaise podcast anymore. Like we, it might not be Chris Platt, but I, I think we've got a, a more knowledgeable, a um, wow. de- definitely wow. a, a more personable. Like, I was already worried about where you were going with this. And then, and then on top of it, you're like, just let's keep Chris right underneath the bus. Hell yeah! <laughs> Fucking hit him with that bus. He he was asked to come back a couple of times, and his bitch ass said, "No, I'm tired." So like, wow. guess what? Fuck you. So guess what? We got a better replacement. We got a more personable person, a better personality. You know him from the Outsiders Edge. He writes. He talks. I mean, if he wanted to, he could probably sing too, and definitely better than REM. It's Ray Motherfucking Cash. The thoughts and opinions of Andrew Balaz. Well, first of all, hello. I'd also like to shout out the big homie Jimmy the Greek. 
Because apparently I'm the only one keeping you relevant in the world right now. Someone's got to. And hey, man, I have missed you guys. Um, I I really do appreciate the intro, although damn. Hey, you know, Tony threw some shade at Christmas time to try to like poke at him, and he Chris doesn't want to play ball. So like, if he wants to take his ball and go home, you know, we 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 find better position players. And you're definitely a five two athlete when it comes to that, buddy. Well, um. The, the part where you gave me the compliment, I will thank you. <laughs> I'm, not oh, I <laughs> I'm not trying to get in there. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm in enough trouble as it is everywhere. I'm good. No, that's that, that's really sweet of you to say. I, it means a lot. Thank you for saying that. Oh, and uh, and I'm and I apologize, to you listeners, for letting you down ahead of time. Can you stop that? But yeah, and, and Tony, Tony is still here, as you heard him earlier before he got introed. But now, there you go. Still, PC Tony, back at it again. Ahoy, ahoy, Chip. Waving, ahoy. not speaking? What the fuck? I just said, <laughs> this is what this is. Yeah. Of all of our nicknames around here that we've been given or created, most of us created, I still, Tony's is the dopest to me. Mr. Saturday Night, that shit is dope to me. Because it I, doesn't mean what you think it means. I didn't even create Who it either. Someone, that one? someone gave Where it to was me. I? Patrick O'Dowd. Uh, okay. Shout out to the number one chair shot villain as he's trying to peruse that name. Yeah, he You see, that's not how nicknames work. You, you don't give it to yourself and try to get it over. Like normally other people wow, give I, you Alright, sweet. <laughs> I think we got a I think we got a breaking topic here. Listen. Dr. Phil, you can call it Oprah, Donahue, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, whatever you want. But I think PC Tony, PC Tony and Ray Cash, PC Tony and Ray Cash will not be heard this week on on Chairshot NFL, but we're going to cover the NFL right here with bonus Andrew Belaz here with us as well. So we're going to get to that shortly. So you're not missing Chairshot NFL. You're getting more with Pot is War this week. So, um, Andrew, do you feel like you're the number one Chairshot villain? What's that even supposed to mean? There was no jealousy. It's just not how nicknames work. Oh, so you would you wouldn't be you would like if it was there was a po of you know a memo went out throughout. If there was a power shot. ranking. You just said NFL. Stick with NFL terminology. Come uh, on, get with the fucking program. Would you program. consider yourself the number one chair shot villain? I mean, I I may be in the running, I suppose, since you'd know. Chris like to poke at me for uh, you know my my stances on things. I would, you know, it does kind of work its way through. So again, I I don't give myself nicknames. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not going in the direction everybody thinks I'm going right now, which is pitting the two of you against each other for the title of number one chair shot villain. My thought, my (laughs) my thought is, what if once in a great while. We that you guys have the Chairshot Villain podcast. That could be very interesting, and just like the darkest of comedy you've ever seen in your life. That sounds a little too on the nose, and like it would get boring real quick. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. I don't know if that one would work because when you are a true villain, you need someone to work off of. What about? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Fine. Excuse Look at Tony. Tony's just doing his job as the overlord. Of okay, let's go back to class. let's go back to Patrick Trying versus to Andrew. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> versus <laughs> Andrew. Villains collide. <laughs> oh man, I hate when you guys do that. You know, you can't just turn on me. That's not fair. 
I mean, I started against Chris, and then you wanted to deflect, so that's on you. All right, well, okay, got... so who else we dissing? We did, we just did some no, people today. Yeah. No, no, hey, gotta... DPP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that track. guy. Fuck that guy. We'll be right back. <laughs> Fuck him. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code Chairshot to save ten percent. That's Angry Lemonade. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Is war sports we're starting with sports we gave you the chair shot nfl intro there you gotta love that nfl films music it just kind of gets your your blood pumping ready for some nfl playoff action no chair shot nfl like i said before follow that show at chair shot nfl just wanted to get that quick plug in because we're doing it on pot is war this week because we're throwing the sports at you big time here ray cash pc tunny andrew belaz andrew Let's start here. You need a hug. Wow. Wow. Ouch, Kabibbles. Wait, he could ask you the same question. I'm because I need a hug. I need a fucking hug. Let's say there should be some mutual commiseration here because, you know, Tony was on the couch last week, but, you know, we both got mollywopped for different reasons. Oh, man. I had such a worse weekend than both of you. (laughs) I mean, look, I'd rather be in the dance and get dumped. (laughs) Did not go at all. Listen, really? And you're you're talking to a Packers fan about that? Come on, no. Fair enough. I mean, I, mean, you know, I had all 20 of your titles before the Super Bowl. I got you. I... <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> that That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, Andrew, I, I, had I have a question. I have a question. This, I have, no, no, no. I have a better so. question as we're, we're not going to talk about your teams. That was it. Good. Are you good? good Are you guys both you. good with your teams? Because I'm good with mine. I'm I'm I let it go last week. Yeah, I, yeah, I know it's gonna come back up anyway. It always happens. Chris isn't the only one. If we get Derek Carr <laughs> next year, I think I'll be better. But like, I'm okay right now. Okay, that's where I'm going. Like that. Question, like that. and I'm gonna start with Andrew. We're gonna go around the horn here. This is the question. This is the one question I really wanted to talk about. Was that Tom Brady's last game? Dot dot dot. Or just for the Bucks? Just for the Bucks. Or. He's a Buccaneer next year. There's three things. It goes three ways, right? There's three options, right? No, no, there isn't. <laughs> it's his last game for the Bucks. It's, and a, then it's his a possibility. Ass... It's I a mean, possibility. Sure. Anything is possible, I guess. But, like, I'm pretty sure that was his last game for the Bucks, And he's either going to retire a Patriot 
there were the rumors of going to Las Vegas could probably have more stick to him, or who knows with the Rams or the Dolphins. But I, I don't think he's in Tampa again. Like after firing Leftwich and how bad that team looked this year, like no. Mm-mm. So here's why I say it's a possibility. Because I, I don't think there's any question he comes back next year. He has nothing to do anymore. Oh, true. Um, and he loves football in a way that's scary. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he knows who he is without football, which is why he won't stop. The reason I say I don't know if he's coming back is because I don't think he'd go back to New England. For, what, why would you go back to the cold? I just don't think he would. Your best chances are those West Coast teams, the Niners or the um, Raiders. And if you're, if, you're the, if you're Kyle Shanahan right now, you're really thinking to yourself, and John Lynch is the guy over there, right? John Lynch? Yes. If you're John Lynch, you're thinking, I understand Brady was a lifetime Niner fan, and I understand Brady is the GOAT, and he still plays well, but I got this kid, Brock Purdy, who may be worth something, and Trey Lance is coming back, who we still put a lot of stock into. Why would I go spend money when I, I'm doing this with these guys, right? And if I'm the Raiders, better yet, if I'm Tom Brady, I get the Raiders' weapons, Darren Waller, Devontae, even Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. They don't got a fucking line. So that's why Derek Carr was running for his goddamn life, to be fair. So True. if you're Tom Brady, why would you go there? And then the most important thing is, unless Tom Brady is in his Carmelo Anthony, I'll take less phase because I just want to be a part of the team deal, which he's clearly not. The reason he left the the reason he left New England was because they would not make him a priority okay. financially. But that was after like a decade of taking the I'll take less and the, the And he deserved deal. to get paid. I completely agree. Okay, but I'm just so saying I'm at just, this point. Just making sure he's done that. So I'm just making yes, sure we're, his whole we're career. clear. Yeah. His okay. whole career. Agreed. He only, yes. he only got paid two years out of all those years. I'm completely yes. on Tom Brady's okay. side. Cool. That is not a diss on Tom Brady. My point, I'm just saying because he's earned the right to say, let me get that guap. If you're the Raiders, do you want to spend that much capital on a 46-year-old quarterback who may not make it 18 weeks? Do you need to spend that much from the Raiders' perspective? Because if you think about the last three years in the the BA, Byron Leftwich system, however you want to you know classify mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. was you know, risk it to get the biscuit. It was long bombs. It was all that other stuff. He made his bread up in New England of dinky, dunky West Coast bullshit. And, and you got Josh Jacobs, yeah. Jacobs, you got. You already talked about Renfro. You already talked about Waller, who, you know, he's used to having a slot guy. He's used to having good tight ends. He's used mm-hmm. to having a an H-back that can flare out and do, you know, you know the, mm-hmm. those kind of nice jet sweeps and, you know, go out for a screen and all that fun stuff. They don't need a line if he's getting rid of the ball in two seconds and just dumping it off for two yards and letting the other guy do stuff. The problem was the fact that in Tampa, Mike Evans is the most overrated, like, premier receiver in the history of the NFL because his ass takes games and plays off. He won't try for balls. He won't put full effort into a run. He won't lay out for a catch. It's just he uses the fact he's 6'5 and more athletic than most people to get his 1,000 yards. And then people think it's good. But what, two of the nine years that he hit 1,000, one was 1,001, one was 1,006. It's almost like he counts them and stops when he gets to 1,000 because it's an incentive and then stops caring. So, like he didn't have the same kind of offense and McDaniels is the coach in Vegas and he's used to coaching up 
Brady on that West Coast dinky dunky flare back, you know, mm-hmm. slot route, tight end, you know, wheel thing. How, however you really want to frame it, it could be just a dinky dunky offense. And they couldn't stop it for 20 years up in New England. What makes you think people will be able to stop it just because he's 46? But that's a great point. I put it first, no wise, everything outside of the line makes sense. But I also think about the division you're in. And when you're playing Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack twice a year, when you're going to play the, the Broncos defense, who's still really good, even though Russell decided he's <laughs> the cook and wanted to cook out the microwave. Well, see, because uh, he's riding instead of cooking now. That's how that one works. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I mean, I know the Chiefs are known for their offense, but they're they have an underrated defense. Um, and I say underrated because like they get turnovers. They they give a lot, but they give up points. They'll give up yards, but they'll get turnovers. It's like the Cowboys '90s defense. Like they yeah. had players, they had playmakers, but the offense was the star. If we hold them to 21, we're good. Yeah. Um. So that that's only that's my only question is, does it make sense for both? teams and you know i i i would i will say that i can understand that if he were to leave uh tampa the it makes the most sense for um the raiders given the situation but mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't count out tampa because you know i i'm with you on mike evans i'm not gonna say uh, ever <laughs> that's that's a big thing but i mean the biggest failure of Byron Leftwich, and I don't even fault him completely for this. I don't. But either. is that he has never had a consistent running game because Leonard Fournette stays hurt, and it's, Tom Brady's never lived a life without a running back he could trust. Fournette's other issue that he had in Jacksonville is also the fact that whenever he doesn't have a good or elite line, he he can't move shit. It, it's kind of like a Legarrette Blunt situation. Like, you remember That's how bad Garrett Blunt looked in Tampa and how, like, there'd be a goal line fucking offense and he'd hit the he'd hit the defense and his legs would stop moving. But then he goes up to New England and he goes over to Philly and he's just plowing through people and he's he thinks he's fucking Earl Campbell. Where was that in Tampa? That's a great comparison. And also, Daniel, the same size. Yeah. Very similar running style and all that stuff. Yeah. Can can I ask you a silly question? Go for it. I realize that when you think, when you hear this, your first thought is going to be no way. But Brady in Nashville. <sighs> I wouldn't put it past Frable. I, li- no I like that. That that, no that is a good dark horse to get Brady. There's no receivers there. But you. <clears throat> this Did he have receivers in New England? Dion Branch was his number one. What the fuck did Dion Branch well, do? He he always had a slot guy that caught a hundred plus catch. Oh well, yeah. I'm, right? Aside from that, so all Welker, they did... Edelman, yeah. But also, also, this is going to be the year of a lot of receivers moving. Nuke is probably going to get traded. Nuke, for yep. those you don't know, I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. he's probably going to get traded. So a lot of guys going to be moving around this offseason, receiver wise. Mm-hmm. So it ain't going to be hard to get you, you a guy. Listen. And then there's some good receivers coming out the draft too that you might be able to get for a second round, and you might get some steals. If he so, if Tampa doesn't want him back, he's done. There's no team that's going to go ahead and pay that that's ready to do that. I don't think any team is is ready and ready to go. You're bringing in a mercenary at that point for one year, two years tops, maybe. Maybe the Rams mercenary. just did that. Speaking of mercenaries, they're not even ready. Name a team that's ready to go for that though. 
Okay, you're talking mercenary, just mercenaries. No, I'm saying who, name a team. Name a team that's ready to bring in Tom Brady next to year. You. I'm about to tell you. If Besides it's just Tampa, a, if it's just a one-year mercenary deal, if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I call Tom Brady. They have no you know defense to win anything, and a new coach with that offense, you don't need a defense because Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, like fumbled the biggest bag of his life with that mm-hmm. defense. Robbie Anderson is their sixth receiver. They also have his receivers, though. Their line isn't that good. Their line is looks decent enough because they do a lot of waggle and movement. And and Kyler Murray, if, if can you get want glued. a mercenary squad, though, if you want a you're going to say the way mercenary squad, you're going to say the Jets, the but you're going to say, oh, the Saints. Ah. <laughs> Argue that. And and Chris Olave looks a lot like a guy named Marcus Colston back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think you and guys you still got Kamara. I think I think I'll just you I think got, you, whatever you got I'll left, just, Michael Thomas. I'm gonna stop arguing with touchdown. I'm gonna stop arguing with you guys, but write down a note to remind you guys to listen to this part and how hard you tried to convince me of this here. Okay. I mean that that's fine that you think he's see my major issue for thinking he's not done is the fact that I don't think the divorce and everything is finalized. So he doesn't want to put that big contract from whoever it was, Fox, NBC, whoever the fuck it was, $357 million into any kind of kitty or any kind point. of argument that you know uh, Giselle could make. Not like she needs the money because you're dealing with sure, a supermodel with millions of dollars yeah. and he's got millions of dollars. She, she, has, more than him. Anyway. she has more than him. But to, the Giselle situation is why has, I think she has not way more money because than him. He has the only reason – the only. It's one thing to retire and say, look, if I don't have football, this has got my family. We only got fucking family no more. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be funny, but it's just the truth. Just the way you said that was great, though. Listen, pal. You know, you're right. Tom, like Tom, he got weekends. Tom fucking <laughs> Ray. Ray's, got a, Ray's got a booth set up like fucking on peanuts for a nickel. You can come get psychiatric help, right? And Ray's over there. Hey, and, bro. Tom, I, no, Tom I've Brady been, walks by. Everything. Tom Brady walks by and he's like. I got you, Tom. Tom. Tom Brady walks by, he puts his nickel down, and he explains everything to Ray in detail. He talks to him for like three hours. And at the end of those three hours, Ray turns around because he's got a little mini fridge by him. And he reaches in there and he's got a couple frescas. And he grabs one for himself and one for Tom Brady. Because he knows Tom doesn't drink any anything but, you know, good stuff. So there's a little grapefruit mm-hmm. in there, grapefruit soda. Him and Tom Brady share a grapefruit soda. And they pop Is it, it part open. of that TB12 diet? That they pop. Check? It may or may not be. I don't know. It will be now. If you see, that's how much he thinks of Ray, you know. So it's like he loves it. Ray just listened to him and was just appreciating listening to the story. And if they pop it open and, you know, take a sip and uh, just and Tom's waiting for what Ray's going to say. And, and after all of that. Ray looks at Tom Brady and answers this question whether or not he should keep playing football and 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 Ray says, "Well, might as well. You ain't got your fucking family anymore." Oh, so Ray and Tom are going to do the new YouTube shorts instead of Tommy and Gronky and Blaine and Tom, it's going to be Ray and Tom. Well, I understand how it feels to be a father who has to go see his kids. So I can help him understand their lifestyle and hopefully he can pay for the rest of my life. Fair. Wouldn't take a lot. I mean, that that's a good point. You know, just because we were focused on Brady and ins and outs of Bucks, and there, there's another team that's not necessarily a quarterback away because they have a quarterback, but they don't want to pay him. 
Well, do you think the Ravens would go one year for twenty million yeah. on Brady just to no. not spend well, all that money on the market? Let's talk about a better. That's. I'm glad you brought up God got us back to the Ravens because we do need to talk about that here, and this is a great place to talk about it. Is with Ray and and having another knowledgeable football fan in Andrew here, um, in in lieu of a chair shot NFL is. Is Lamar done in Baltimore, Ray? We started yeah, with Andrew. We started with the Bucks. Because... We started with the Bucks fan last time. Let's start with the Ravens fan this time. <sighs> I right, look. So I might go score short. I apologize, and, oh, and, and, and and I apologize. But I'm so fucking sick and tired of the narrative being pushed out that Lamar hates the team. The team hates Lamar. Lamar's gone. Every fucking tweet is being analyzed. He's hurt, but he's not going to the game because he's protested. That's all bullshit. Do, are are Lamar and the team at odds from a contract perspective? Yes. I put, and I, I'm not trying to be one of those, well, the players make too much money. I'm not trying to be one of those guys. But facts are, I put so much of that on Lamar because he doesn't have a fucking agent. So the agent is supposed to be the guy who thinks, not emotionally, but thinks 100% from a business perspective. Every single Thing you do contract wise, there is a negotiation. Lamar doesn't want to negotiate. He, when we offered him the contract, we offered him. I say we, I don't want Frank Wolf from the Ravens, but when Baltimore offered him the contract, he was going to be the second highest quarterback paid quarterback in the league. Nobody's going to get Deshaun Watson money. He had Cleveland by the balls. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to get the only person in the league who has Deshaun Watson money in terms of guaranteed is Patrick Mahomes. Yep. He doesn't even make the same amount of money a year. He's like 10th a year. Lamar was going to have the second most guaranteed money, so that'd be the second highest paid quarterback per year. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for number one. And he would have been a made man. So, But he didn't want to negotiate. He just said, no, I want guaranteed. That's not how negotiation works. So anyway, that's one thing. But now, to use the fact that this man had an injury that has kept Quick tangent. I'm putting. I'm making a circle here. Remember all that time Kevin Durant missed last year? Injury? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got the same injury that Lamar got. He was gone for nine weeks. Kevin Durant doesn't have 300-pound people trying to knock his knees off. So you're telling me that because this guy who this is his sixth week being injured. Lamar Jackson. Sixth week. Lamar Jackson is faster than Kevin Durant, though. Well, yeah. Well, and, like, what, six or sport. seven years younger, too, right? 100%. But my point is, the injury, because in, you, you're all right, but the injury he has, cut and the, the cutting and, and the, you know, it's a PCL, so that's um, that's the side, oh, yeah. right? Oh, no, the PCL is the back, right? I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, but you get the point I'm trying to say. <laughs> but but just, so... To Tony, you're muted way, if you're trying to talk. Oh, that's the front. I think that's the one under, with the kneecap in the front there, that's what keeps ACL's the kneecap? Front. ACL's front. Anterior is the front. No, I think ACL the, and MCL are on the sides. You looking it up? No, I'm pretty sure I just knew that, but now you're making me question myself. Look it up. I'm pretty sure ACL's in the front. Um, ACL's front, MCL's in the side, and PCL's in the back. PCL extends the top rear surface of the tibia. There you go. So, um, but just the injury that he has, and to insinuate because it's good conversation or it's fun podcasting or fun on TV. Charlemagne the God, you guys have heard his name, but he's oh, yeah. a yeah, very popular radio personality. 
says one thing that I live by. Nobody believes in the truth when the lie is more entertaining. And they have defamed this kid because he's still a fucking kid. They've defamed this team. And now if Lamar leaves, it's strictly because the media and I'm, I don't mean to be one of those, but you guys. But the media has perpetuated this rift that never existed. It never existed. You know that was there a dis- was there a disagreement? Absolutely, but a rift. I've heard. I've you know how many times I've had to heard over the past few days. Can they salvage the relationship? Salvage. Oh, what? well, that that gets the attention using wording like that. You know but what I mean? That's, but that's the type of stuff. That's the narrative. Yes. You know. You know better than most, Andrew, that. The, the narrative that can be shaped changes people's thought process and opinions. And Lamar could be at home saying, what well, do these motherfuckers care about me? Oh, yeah, you're right. And and that's why it's dangerous, man. So look, look, he'll be a Raven next year. I guarantee it. He'll have a deal signed by fucking August. I guarantee it. I, if, if, if he's if they choose not to go with him, that is the biggest fumble. Of all time in sports, if Lamar Jackson leaves the Ravens, Big even if we get a fucking Herschel Walker esque, uh, Ricky, not Herschel Walker, uh, <laughs> Herschel Walker, but Ricky Williams esque trade, uh, haul for him, it is the biggest fumble in it, in football history. Would that be literate, literally and figuratively the biggest fumble? Well, I mean, if you think about it on the field, yeah, and now to be fair. To, and to answer your the, you, the question you asked me earlier, Andrew, would, would Baltimore be willing to sign Tom Brady? My answer is no, because one, Snoop Huntley showed you guys that if you give him some talent, where he where can did, be a stop where did Snoop come from? He been called that ever since Utah. He he was Utah U. That's that was his nickname. He's always been called Snoop. Like I didn't know the man's name was Tyler until I, I okay. heard him calling him I, that on. I on hadn't Snoop. heard Snoop until Snoop. one of his teammates called him Snoop like two weeks ago. Yeah, he's always been Snoop oh. to me. But he's he's now is he is Snoop I one of the thirty two best quarterbacks? I, no, but he's one of the forty best quarterbacks. So that means he could be a stopgap guy. And if you pay him twelve million dollars a year instead of Lamar sixty million, and you're able to get some receivers, it's a possibility that we can make some stuff work. Plus the offense that we run, Greg Roman's gone. Greg Roman's gone. Him and Byron Leftwich out there on that boat with Cliff Kingsbury to, to Thailand. They chilling. Nice, nice. They chilling. Lady boys and drugs everywhere, baby. <laughs> Let's go. But whoever we There's get a title. to run the offense, it's still going to be revolved around the run game because why the fuck no, would you not? use that one. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right that it should still be a, a more punch-you-in-the-mouth kind of offense. But I don't know. See, it, the Lamar situation is interesting. That that's all I'm gonna say is that you're right. The media is using incendiary, colorful language for clicks and to try to drive a narrative to make it seem like there's this irreparable issue between both sides and that it's not gonna happen. But you also said it earlier. Lamar has to take his emotions out of it and mm-hmm. has to think logically. Like mm-hmm. the last two years, he's been hurt a bit, so he is a bit removed from his MVP campaign. What was that? Four years ago now? Three. Uh, three okay, three. But you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he's not MVP Lamar right now. Could he be again? Of course. He's amazing when it comes to his arm strength, his speed, his his athleticism. He's not the best pocket passer, but he doesn't have to be because that's not the type of offense they've he's really run. But 
when he can actually do what he has to do, he's damn good at it. But I, the injuries have been weird, man. And unless he comes down a little bit on that, that number, do you think they're signing him to a long-term deal? Or do you think it's just going to be another one of the like franchise tag things? Because they can still do that one more year, can't they? Two. He has two more years he can be franchised because okay. he, he just finished a rookie contract. I don't doubt that he'll be franchised. If they can come up with a deal by July, they'll franchise him just to have him under contract to go to training camp. But I don't think he would go, and I wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> and so that's why I say a deal will be done by August, because training camp starts in August. Before the first game in the, or September, he will be signed to a long-term, long-term deal. They would be st- now, if Lamar Jackson is expecting to get $231 million, then Lamar Jackson is not going to play for any football team and ever. I am... Am I okay with him getting a fully guaranteed contract? Absolutely. Because why football players don't have fully guaranteed contracts will forever escape me. And I get the idea of the sport and why they're injured or this and that. But, man, you got enough money. But if his if he's, if he's issue is having an OVA higher or uh, average, whatever it is called, higher than Deshaun, it's not going to happen. And that's not because you're not worth it. It's because... Deshaun Watson literally got his crew and they robbed the fucking Browns. So like you, 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 you work for a class organization, a, mm-hmm. a, a successful organization that knows that we don't need to pay anybody a hundred million overvalue to get you to come. True. True. So, but you, you do have the Panthers looking like they need a quarterback because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then they finally put some. All right. All right. We're not so. talking about the Panthers. We're not talking about the Panthers. We're saying. good. And we're good. Like you guys got your Panthers. therapy. Like You're that. welcome. Your okay. therapy's over. Keep me in the loop on Snoop. Let's talk about the divisional. Yeah, I was working on that one. Let's talk. I wanted to get the, you guys going before I forgot it, too. Now I just gave away all my tricks. Divisional playoff weekend. It's my favorite sports weekend of the year, to be honest with you, because it's eight teams fighting for a chance to be able to play to get to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Just to have that chance to play in that game, to, to be like, yes, okay, I control my own destiny whether or not I ever get to play in a Super Bowl. And that's what they're playing for, to, to be able to control that destiny. Jaguars at Chiefs, Giants at Eagles, that's Saturday. Bengals at Bills, Cowboys at Niners, that's Sunday. Times for the Saturday games are the same as last weekend. Times for the Sunday games have changed. 3 p.m. Eastern is the early game. The next game follows. It's it's it, they're they're doing the they're doing the conference championship weekend schedule already on the divisional weekend. Just letting you know ahead of time. That's what's going on. I wonder if they even move the the championship weekend later into late afternoon and prime time. Wouldn't surprise me. Haven't seen anything on that yet. So, now, TV scheduling having been done, let's go through these games in chronological order, gentlemen. And as we do on Chairshot NFL, Andrew's going to join us this week. We're going to pick the games against the spread and the over-under. Andrew, the Jaguars visit the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 8.5, over-under 53 and one half points. The Jaguars are a Jekyll and Hyde team. With a young quarterback and a brand new coach, but an experienced coach. Do they cover? Could they win this game? What do you see for the Chiefs this playoff season? How many points? It looks like an over game to me. 
I'm thinking over as well, but I, I want to say the Jaguars cover because they have been playing good for like the last 10 weeks or so, and they keep it close. Even games they've lost, they keep it close. And the Chiefs haven't completely looked like the dominant crazy Chiefs of a couple years ago. So I'd like to say over and they cover, but I don't think the Jaguars can actually win this. I, I, I'll, I'll take the Jaguars with the points and say over, but it's a Chiefs win. It, I definitely think it's going to be an over, although I think the, the Jaguars can kind of sneak some turnovers out of Pat Mahomes trying to do too much. I'm really curious to see how Mahomes is going to be without Tyreek in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. if I'm the Jaguars, I triple cover Travis Kelsey and say Sky Moore and Marquise Valdez-Scantling got to beat me. Like, McCole Hardman has to get 10 catches for 115 plus mm-hmm. a game. Um, and I, I mentioned this to you last week. 10 points in a regular... Uh, given 10 points in the regular season is disrespectful. In the playoffs, any team given seven, any spread that's seven or more is disrespectful. So the fact that this is eight and a half when the Jaguars show you they can put up 30 in 25 minutes is disrespectful. Um, I'm, I'm pick the Jaguars absolutely are getting the points. I'm, I'm yes, I'll, t- I'll take the Jaguars in the points absolutely. Are you going? Uh... I, I was real close to picking the Jaguars outright. Over under? But how much root over. beer did they send you? Is that what it was? Over you know? 53 and a half, you said? I don't even much like root beer, sir. I'm a slight <laughs> You said over 53 and a half? Over, yes. Okay. I'm going to pick the Chiefs, so, but when I tell you it's going to be um, it, with my boy. Um, well, you both. Yeah, you both. You both are taking the over. You both think. Ja- yeah, you both are taking the over. You both think Jacksonville's gonna keep it close. That's what you're saying. Casey yes. wins, right? Last you guys got. Field goal. Oh wow. Okay. Well, here's what's really gonna happen: is this game's gonna be under because the Jags already won their game, and they're gonna be really deer in headlights against this Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs team in Kansas City. Give me Kansas City to cover the eight and a half. With the under, I see a very bad game, very bad game for the Jaguars this week. So that's right. By the way, if you, Casey, if you listen to Trash, not a lot of times like, you pick Casey in the more... under. I mean, I, I, I've seen the record, so I know Cook wasn't really that right. So he's not on your show, right? I did better than you last week, Ray. Did you really? Yeah. He's gaslighting you. He's got to be. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Giants. And... If his eyes are open, he's talking shit. That's what it is. <laughs> Giants and Eagles. Eagles minus seven and a half. Over under forty eight and one half points. Guys, it's a fucking third time they've played each other this year. This is always something that's very interesting to see. Who wants to jump in here on this one? Anybody? This is my upset. Oh, oh man, I was about to say. I think the oh, Giants might take Okay, we're on the same. Page I had so I had the Giants last. Did we both have the Giants last week, Ray? We did, yeah. and I'm never going to be known because Andrew hasn't had a chance to hear this. I have been on the Giants all year, and I have been one of the few people besides the Mara family. No, you had the Vikings last week. Jones you had the Vikings last the week. Entire time. You had the Vikings last week. I didn't. No, I wrote it down. 
I took the point. Yeah, the, for the spread. You see, I, you talk this gambling shit. I'm talking yeah, about winning and losing. Yeah, the I Vikings the are Giants minus. Are win the game. Oh, okay. You took the three points. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah. I said the Giants will win the game. No, you had the Vikings. You had the Vikings minus three. I don't remember that. If I did, then I'm then I must be tripping because I've known the whole time the Giants were going. No, you're right. I did say I did pick the Vikings. Oh <laughs> shit! Everybody's running to the Giants. Oh shit! Uh, got him. Right. No, you're right. Got him. Got him. Uh oh, we gotta play this. We gotta make this give this. Something. Turner was dead we wrong. gotta get this in. Right. I was dead wrong. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Anyway. Uh-huh. I have been on the Giants all year though. And that's I have a true been story. A big that's a true Bell story. Fan. You've been lecturing me on them. Um but no, I'm, I'm gonna take the Eagles only because Jalen Hurts should be the MVP. Are they gonna cover the seven and a half? No, no way in hell. Okay, so you're taking the point. And I'll take the under. I'll take the under, under 48. We're going to have a good old-fashioned NFC beast game. Oh, yeah. I, I like the under, but I like the Giants straight up and plus the point. You know, the points are just gravy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't – the Eagles struggled a bit against the, the backups for the Giants. The Giants always play the Eagles hard because it's a division game. And the Giants looked a little different, and the Eagles have been shaky. You could say that was Gardner Minshew and not Jalen Hurts, but Gardner Minshew wasn't what whoever the right guard's name is, like litting up like sacks on sacks on sacks. Like Hurts okay. is more mobile. Yes, I'm not gonna say that they're the same person speed and athleticism wise, but when you got a dude in your face within two, three seconds, I'd like to see anybody Houdini out of that. You know what I mean? That's fair. And I also want to note that it doesn't get enough conversation. Nobody talks about it enough. But low key Outside of Hurts, the running backs for the Eagles have been really good this year. Yeah, it's it's funny what happens when Sirianni actually hands off the fucking ball because the same thing happened last year. Like, he didn't run the ball for six weeks. They sucked, and then he starts running the ball with, what, Miles Sanders? And mm-hmm. look, he had, like, a 1,000-yard season, and they looked competitive in the playoffs last year. So, yeah. fucking A. <laughs> All right, you've got the Giants. You're taking the points. Um, you, you got the uh, over-under there, Andrew? I had the under. Under, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna. Do I'm thinking this. like a 24 to 18, 17 kind of kind of game. Yeah, like we're gonna. That may be too many points. So you guys, it might be too. Yeah. So you guys both had the Jags and the over. You know, you guys both took the Jags with the points and took the over. I I took KC and yeah. the under. You got both got the Giants here and the under. So the Eagles are gonna spank the Giants. Are you really just picking the opposite just to be contrarian? I, I'm supposed I, to be I contrarian, mean, sir. That's my tag. Maybe Tunney's the real number one villain. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, it, huh? and the real villain wouldn't let you know he was the villain. The real exactly. villain thinks he's the hero exactly. of his story. And who monologues the most in all these podcasts? It ain't me. Ray. Fucking Lex Tunney. Ray, can I, can I, can I ask Luther. you a question? What, what do I... Luther. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes when I sometimes Ray in a in a game I think it's going to be really lopsided, and we get to yeah. the over under I look at the over under and I say what I say forty eight and a half is the over under, the Eagles might go over forty eight and a half on their own. But if the Eagles do that, now what? Give them the trophy. What? what? This Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have to do that, but I mean it made me look good. 
Hey, yeah, it'll make it. Hell yeah. Speaking of making yourself look good, why don't you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Make yourself look great. Make yourself the topic of every party that you're at. Enter the room in a chair shot t-shirt. Everybody's looking your way. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Don't be a cheap son of a bitch. Spend the extra $5. Get it in soft style. I guarantee you it's worth it. That's don't be that a son a of a bitch. Segue, huh? That's I wasn't done. That's don't be a son don't of a bitch. Don't be a son of a bitch. Don't be a son of a bitch. Isn't like the password. Don't make sure sh- the the fucking discount code. Don't make shit up like Chris used to. Discount code. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. All right, let's go ahead and move over from Saturday to Sunday and talk about those games that are starting a little bit later than Ray's facial expressions seem to appreciate Sunday. <laughs> Ray, your face was like, like your face was like, what? I don't get football at noon. Yeah, I I, I have a set times. How do you think I feel? (laughs) Oh, that's right, because you're probably gonna be asleep by the time the last game's over. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Gonna be dragging at work, one or the other. (laughs) Guys, it's not the Bills at the Bengals, but it's the Bengals at the Bills, and this is kind of eerie, isn't it? We kind of all saw this coming, did we not? I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. the last two, last time these two teams met, I know it was in Cincinnati. I'm aware but... of what happened. We don't need to be reminded, but like we knew they'd see each other again. Like the funny and thing you can is, blame the... more for that because the... that's our fault. Yeah, but the yes, crazy, the crazy thing about this is that the Bills would never have been the two seed if that game was played because if they would have won, they'd be the one seed, and if they would have lost, they'd be the three seed. I get what yes. you're getting at. Yes. Yeah, it's it's all weird. The most interesting thing to me, most interesting thing to me did about they, this game. Did they flip a coin how... for this? No, no, no. Weren't they supposed to do the game in Atlanta or some kind of neutral spot, or was are that they, only if it was no, the championship? They, game? They're flipping a game for Buffalo, Kansas City, right? If they go to the championship together. If, yeah. If 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 one of them would have been the one, and yeah. It, it would have okay. been because okay. of because of the seating because of not having the only well, seventeen instead of eight. So if if like the Chiefs lost, then no, it no, got no. If messier. Buffalo, no, no, no. If Buffalo would have beaten the Bengals and they that game would have been played, yeah. Buffalo would have been the been one number seat. one out, right? Yeah, because they beat Kansas City. But when yes. he's talking about, they put in the rules that because they didn't now, finish if, the game. If Kansas City and so, Buffalo both make it to the conference championship, I think they flip a coin to see who hosts it. I thought I heard it was going to be a neutral site, but I I kind of didn't pay super close attention to it to be honest, because it, it it's messy. It, it's COVID rules anyway, to just kind of you know in case games are missed. So. You'll you'll hear that at some point on the chair shot this week. So anyway, but yeah, the, go the ahead, most Ray. interesting thing to me about these two teams in this game is how much they showed how vulnerable they are last week against two oh, very yeah. subpar offenses. They came and out flat as shit. 100%. And if it wasn't for in both situations, really, like crazy plays, mm-hmm. one of the craziest play you'll ever see in one game, and then just a series of ridiculous defensive plays in the other, mm-hmm. we're here where we are now. Um, so the question is, to me, what defense do you trust? What's what's the spread and the over-under, Tony? All right, well, the Bills are minus five at home. The over-under is 48 and one half, and I will give my pick first just to prove that I'm not contrarian. Good, how nice of you. Right? I'm just picking the way I would pick these games if I were to place any said betting um, 
you know of the monetary persuasion no just like anything that you know like <laughs> like lint uh, but, belly button uh-huh. lint or or just a bell uh, do you want button? to do like 12 packs of mountain dew like for another show <laughs> mountain, mountain mountain dew um i i gotta tell you guys Take the Bills in the under here. You think under? You said it was 40 and a half? The Bills in the under? I think you're going to see a defensive game. Well, since you're taking the Bills in the under. <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. I do. I, I think he's going to take the Bills in the over. That was kind of where I was at with it. Like, I think it's going to be about a touchdown difference. It's going to be close, but not five points close. I'm going to take... The Bengals, because again, I see a three point field goal game. And I'm going to take, I think I'm with Tunney. Um, I think the world's going to be surprised and going to be under. I think the world's expecting to be like Kansas City and Buffalo was last year. And I think we're getting the opposite of that. Okay. All right. So we got two for Buffalo. We got one cover. And everybody thinks Buffalo wins this game, though, right? I mean, I do definitely, but Ray, what I, do you think? I so my yes, I think Buffalo wins the game. Yes. Okay. You just think it's close. Yes. You just think it's close. yeah. I think it's very close. Yes. Okay. Joe makes in 150 yards. How at your boy? Oh, really? <laughs> all right. By the way, I told everybody all all year James Cook was the guy in in Buffalo. It's only going to get better for him out there. Um. All right, guys. It's I I in watching that Cowboys. Buccaneers game last week I'm like well either they get Brady going to Frisco again where he grew up kind of ish or they get a classic a classic in a long line of classics Cowboys mm-hmm. and 49ers I mean talk about one of the greatest rivalries in NFL history it may be the greatest non-divisional rivalry in NFL history let's think about it can you think of a better non? Can you even think? Of, can you even think of non-division? I mean, Packers, Seahawks, I guess. I mean, Patriots, Colts. Yes, I think that's better only because of the recency bias. But I think over time you get more because oh. they've still played each other. I mean, I'm not arguing the point. I'm just saying the first one that comes to mind would be Patriots, okay. Colts, okay. You know, the Manning Brady showdown. Sure, that makes sense. That's more about a. That's more a. That, that's more about quarterbacks than teams, though. It is, but they both kept their quarter. Their the quarterbacks kept their teams relevant for like 15 years, which is pretty fucking long. <laughs> you, and you just made my point for me. I mean, technically, it's because without in the, a continuous no, 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 in a no, timeline. No, but without and then the, even Andrew Luck showed no, 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 up towards no, the end but, too. Oh, oh, come oh, come on! Now you're gonna play the Andrew Luck card. Come on! I mean, I mean, it's it's a name bias. Do we thing. need a you no neck beard sign up in here or what? Hey, you know, if he could have stayed healthy and kept his smile, he would have been fine. All right, listen. If you take you, him you and said Shawn it. Michaels, if you take away, but if oh, you take you away, imagine Andrew Luck posing for Playboy. Oh God, this always like, happens. Like, I'm about yeah, to yeah. win an argument, and they just and go yes, the complete the opposite direction. Burly bare yeah. chest. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's nice. fine. Let's team up on Tony this week. It's just huh? like the Lombardi mm-hmm. in front of him instead of like the belt around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Sorry, we're, 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 and he'd we're... just be really polite during the shoot, too. He'd be like, thank you. <laughs> i just like to tell everybody that they're actually having a blast ignoring me right now. Good for them. And now we return to your regularly scheduled program, Pot is War. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, we have a game coming, right? Cowboys, Niners? 
49ers oh, yeah, minus. I heard they're playing this week. Yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. possibly the greatest they, non-divisional okay. rivalry. Um, uh, 49ers the quarterback is pretty pretty. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I just caught that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Can, what are y'all thoughts on on the kid, Purdy? Do you think he's for real? Do you think he's a guy that could start long term? Well, no, is that's like... that's the question. Like, has he done enough already? To be the starter next year, like if he loses no. this, if he loses, okay, yes. no, and then oh, he says yes. This is no. a conversation we had last week, right? And then he won a playoff game. He's he's earned the right to compete with Trey Lance for the position. Jimmy Garoppolo is gone to. He's so the only way, the only but... way for you, Brock Purdy, is guaranteed to be the starter in San Francisco next year is if he wins the Super Bowl. He has to be. Look, you have to, the student has to kill the teacher to become the new teacher. Oh boy. Does he have to you know kill the rest of the, ju- the Does he have to kill the Jedi's in training the 49ers too? Are Sith rules? Does he have Who to go, Yeah, I mean yeah, like hey, fuck all these little Blood Jedi Blood kids. That that's because Bledsoe couldn't move. We saw him towards the end of his year. He's a fucking statue. Hey, Lance literally can't move cuz he snapped his ankle. <laughs> so is he oh. Count Dooku then? Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. All, all jokes aside. Brock Purdy wow. has shown a lot, but he also has been given the most, and I'm not disrespecting him, but the most vanilla offense to run. What Trey Lance has shown he can do, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Other teams um, can't stop it, though. That's the biggest thing that you can really. I agree, but imagine that same vanilla offense with the guy with basically Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields-esque. I will give you that he has the potential to be that, yet. Lance has not shown that at all in the little he bit that played he played a chance to a see it. Full amount of one game. I'm just saying, even when he came in, in fact, what last year for like uh, relief game. stuff. Not even one game, like 35 minutes. <laughs> even even when he came in in relief and some preseason things, he doesn't. Granted, he's young and it takes a couple years to get it, and maybe he's just got to get his footing. But the only person who, who's ever used right preseason to make a career is Dan is Danny Woodhead. You got to give him credit. Oh, yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. All right. Let's make some picks. I got San Francisco in the under. I see another dominant defensive uh, team at uh, minus minus three and a half over under 46 and a half. Sorry, we we got sidetracked there. 49ers, three and a half point favorites at home over under 46 and a half. That's pretty high. I think they're counting on the, uh, the Cowboys to do something there. But I think Dak had his game. Uh, yeah. Mike McCarthy is going against Kyle Shanahan. I will take the home team here, and Brock is pretty good uh, to answer your question, Ray. Um, I, I I I like 49ers in a blowout here, and and you're going to see some turnovers from the Cowboys, and the Niners are going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, I, I like Niners under. I got the under as well. Uh-oh. And I feel sick to my fucking stomach. No, wow. You you're don't do it. Don't I got the Cowboys out right. You've been polluted by where you live in. Stop it. <laughs> Andrew, there's not a human being alive, maybe other than Stephen A. Smith, that hates the Cowboys more than me. I fervently have a passionate hate. When I went to AT&T Stadium for, for, for WrestleMania 32, I spit on the ground. I hate I live 40 the minutes away from Philadelphia. I think I know people that hate the Cowboys as much, if not more, than you. I'm right there with him, bro. <laughs> But I'm just telling you, the one thing that Purdy and that offense hasn't had to deal with is a Micah Parsons, is a Demarcus Lawrence, 
And I, the way that they played against that god-awful line in Tampa, I, if Purdy has to win the game with his arm, I don't trust he can do it right now. And it's not his fault. Five years down the line, I think he can. Right now, I don't think he can. And unless you're going to run number jet sweeps and fucking uh, – and uh, halfback, uh, halfback sweeps and all this. Yeah, and all this. <laughs> you gotta have to go down the field eventually. You're gonna have to. No, you and don't. I, I, the Niners invented okay. the West Coast offense. Dink and dunk till you win it, baby. Let's go. You can't dig and dunk if you're getting hit when you drop back in uh, second and a half. It's like, it's like basketball. Ball movement wins the game. Let's go. You're right. <laughs> Last thing before we take a commercial break and come back here and, and move on to the entertainment portion of Pod is War debut. It's been pretty 20, entertaining already, though. So like, I agree. Three. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. Um, real quick, no explanations. Just give me the two, and, and I'll give you mine to start. Hot dogs or sandwiches. <laughs> and now a commercial break. And now a commercial break. Uh, no. Um, I got the Chiefs beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I've got the Bills beating the Niners. Eagles beating the Bills. Pod is War, Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Chairshot Radio Network, you can find on all of your favorite streaming platforms and prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. We shall return. I I won't guarantee it because Ray doesn't like that. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? All right, it's time for Tony's trio of tumultuous topics. There's three of them. Gentlemen, you guys get to decide in which order we discuss these topics. And there there may or not be a news article the, the behind it, uh, but the headlines read for your choosing Can I just pleasure. Say real fast? No, no, no. Wait. Yeah, go. Just real, real fast. Every time I hear that gladiator drop and I don't hear, <laughs> I get so disappointed because Jay Z's ruined that for me. I just want to say that. <laughs> So should we pick door number one, door number two, door number three? And no, then I'm you give just you tell us what we picked? Or no, are you just going to tell you, us the topics gi- ahead of time? I'll give you the topics, and then we can just go in whatever order you guys like. And I think Ray's the guest, so he'll get to pick the first time. And in, in, in choosing second, Andrew, you'll decide which one we talk about last as well. So That is good manners. I like yeah. that. I'm proud it, of you. It's it, a Midwestern it, thing, because I'm from Jersey. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can take your backhanded compliments and stick them up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can stuff your sorries in a sack is that how it goes there you go a little little dwi seinfeld for you all right here we go the topics are ray 10 jokes disney fans can't believe are, are real 16 problems marriage counselors hear about all the time or six 80s movies you can't watch anymore i feel like the 80s movies is right up andrew's alley so i'll say that for him um, it just feels right for you for some reason. I'll 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 be stereotypical. You, you look like you put all. You look like you belong in the Breakfast Club, Andrew. I was gonna say, is it because of that, or like I look like an aging new kid on the block? Is that where, where are we going? I with mean, this? hey, 
I mean, you I got the right stuff. Andrew Belaz. Andrew. And we're hanging tough. Love the <laughs> way you podcast, bro. What what did you pick? I was too busy singing new kids on the give block. Me, give me the Disney jokes, because y'all right. you know, know I'm a Disney fiend. All right. Here we go. Ten jokes Disney fans can't believe are real. Oh, this isn't gonna this is bad. I, I should have went as, over this is earlier. This or happens as a lot. Just stupid? Um, well, this is what happens when you don't vet shit. And you just yeah. when, the, off of Reddit. when the producer says this is bad, ladies and gentlemen, that means it's pretty bad. <laughs> but that also means it could be good content because it might just be terrible, and we just this is true. This out of it. This is quite true. Oh, how about this? The three little uh, instead of this here, this is interesting. The three little pigs in the movie. <laughs> They have a portrait of sausages titled Father. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, if someone in our family gets cremated, we put the urn up. So, I mean, same thought process, right? Aladdin said... Both of them were cooked. In his movie, Aladdin said, I thought the earth wasn't supposed to move until the honeymoon. I still like what the tiger says more. You've never heard that one? I may have, but it's it's when the tiger's in the background. When I think they're in like Jasmine's room or whatever, the way it growls, people have like slowed that down to hearing it say, "All good teenagers should take off their clothes." Well, I mean, yeah, come on now. We know Disney be putting all that shit in there, so I believe it. How about in in Disenchanted? You're riding this train over and 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 over, and then you die. I mean, this that's has gotten really morbid and sad all of a sudden. It's supposed to be Disney. Yeah, man, fuck that. Go to the 80s movies. <laughs> yeah, can we just talk about like what Oh, no, no, we're getting rid of it. Hold on. Stick with me. Stick it's with me. We can move along. The Hold fucking on. Little Mermaid cover. That's funny. That's good. Do you guys know that? Do you guys. I, I, I'm not asking if you've watched it or ever seen it, but do you know of the show, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Yeah, no, very well. Yeah, the the Sprouses. They are okay. very popular. Of the... Adam is 10 years younger than me, so yes, Nickelodeon all right, was on all quite right. a bit. Uh, one of, I'm guessing either Zach or Cody said this to one or the other. Uh, staring at her, man, thinking about that talk we had with Dad. Amanda Tisdale or Brenda Song? Because I don't know. I don't know. Brenda Song. <laughs> I, I agree with both of them, though. Come on, Amanda Tisdale. I'm not an Amanda Tisdale person. Really? No. I, and I'm, I'm not saying she's not pretty, but she never did it for me like that. Like Vanessa Hudgens? Yes. Yes. What about uh, Sam from Mike Carly? I don't. I, I don't like her personally. Oh, as a person, no. But so that's I can't. I can't change it in my head. Aesthetically, I'm not upset. But, She's very nice looking, yes, yes. but but it, in my head, if I don't like you as a person, I can't see the attractiveness. Fair play. Yeah. How about it's in very, uh, look at it, right? Ralph? In Ralph breaks the internet, one of the pop-ups uh, say, "Sassy <laughs> housewives want to meet you today." Oh yeah, yeah. Your boy Ralph was trying to keep he's those. Try, he's trying to wreck it. He's trying pile. to wreck it. Ralph was trying to wreck it, bro. <laughs> uh, that's it. Or that's, how about that's all I got Felix, from there. How about Fix It Felix when he met his girl? He was hammering. He was hammering on it. And doesn't he hammer faster or something like that? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotta have something for the parents. Right, exactly. That's and why that's Shrek a... was so good. 
okay, I so Shrek, I I my theory on Shrek is Shrek is not a kids movie. Shrek is an adult movie the that kids, kids like. like. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, Disney I movies are kids movies that adults like. Shrek is not for kids. Watch that movie. Oh no, nothing I, about I, that movie is for kids. Yeah. Get no argument from me. All right. And Shrek is one of the few movies where all four movies are dope. I don't care what nobody says. Oh. I can say Shrek is one of the few exemptions to the rule where the sequel is better than the original. I, I agree that all four aren't bad, but like the fourth one kind of eh. I thought the, the third one was bit. surprisingly good. The third, the third one had a good that, plot. That one was. Was that the one with Justin Timberlake or was that the fourth one? The third one was with JT. A Prince Charming, not Prince Charming, but uh, whatever Princey was. Okay, I, I thought it was yeah. the third one, but I haven't seen it in years. I wasn't 100% sure. All They're right. all fantastic to me. Andrew, though. you have two topics to choose from. Uh, one of them movies. We got the of, right stuff, baby. Let's go. All right. Well, then, uh, for another time, oh. if it ever comes up again, you'll never know of 16 sex problems counselors hear about all the time i think that's what we're going to do from now on and we won't do this every time we do pot is war but if i ever do tony's trio of tumultuous topics there'll be three one gets left to the wayside you'll just have to imagine yourself how you should behave if you're married (laughs) you know you know what you could do hold on to that article and just randomly insert one of the the uh, things in different shows it's already gone just like in the middle of something just be like guess what it's already gone. I gotta be honest. Gotta be honest. I'm not disappointed if I never know what the 16 are. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really. It. Oh, the top two are probably came too fast. <laughs> top one. What is the family feud? Uh, the top 16 answers. <laughs> Survey says <laughs> all 16 say. <laughs> all right, Tony. Yes, 80s movies. Let's go. Here we go. Number one, The Sure Thing. Released in the heyday of gross-out teen comedies like Porky's, The Sure Thing bucked the trend by telling a story you might see in adult romantic comedy, only focused on high school-aged characters and their immature but no less deeply felt affairs of the heart. For that, the late film critic Roger Ebert called the film a small miracle. Yet despite its strong pedigree, it provided John Cusack with his first starring role and was directed by Rob Reiner, who would go on to helm classics like Stand By Me and When Harry Met Sally. The film has long been unavailable to stream. If you want to see it, you'll have to track down a DVD copy. Daphne Zuniga and uh, Tim Robbins were in that too. There you go. I'd appreciate it if you would do that while I read that every for each of these. <laughs> I could. Any other thoughts here, Ray? Did you is Constable in this? So I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm more idiot. <laughs> Had the damn movies you gonna talk about a part of heard of. I mean, I was born in '86, but like, I, I just have an affinity for the '80s stuff. What can I say? All right, we can cut, um, we can go through it, this you know quickly. It was either it, this or talk about me? marital problems. Or we can just go to wrestling. We can do that. No, no, no. Let's keep on this. No, no, no. You never know. You never know. The last one didn't start great, but it it ended pretty good. So you never know what kind of good stuff you're going to get here. I never got into the 80s That's generation. one of the top six things about the sex thing, too, right there. <laughs> it started off disappointing, but it ended okay. Oh, good job for you. Yeah, my <laughs> wife said we need to talk more on the telephone. So, uh, never mind. I always <laughs> fucked that one up. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, fucked that up, didn't I? Field, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. 
Uh, the Abyss. You guys remember The Abyss? Uh, yeah. Director yeah, James no, Cameron. I don't remember The Abyss. No. You don't. You don't know. Remember? It? Are you being serious? I'm dead serious. I, I the '80s never was a big you thing. You know that, The Abyss. All right, it's let me Greg's read it. Favorite TNA wrestler. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No, no, it's, no, 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 no Greg hates The Abyss. Greg hates The Abyss. I like. I you remember when we were doing the Chair Shot 100? And I was just writing names down, and then he was offended I even wrote them down on my list. Anyway. Director James Cameron has a thing about water. Even before he made Titanic and Avatar The Way of Water, two of the biggest movies of all time, both of which uh, feature prominent action sequences set beneath the surface of the ocean, he made 1989's The Abyss, another waterlogged sci-fi drama in which Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio play scientists who encounter a strange life form down in the depths. Unfortunately, while the second Avatar film is still in theaters and Titanic is about to be really released in 4K for its 25th anniversary, it's not easy to see The Abyss. The film is long out of print on DVD and has never been released on Blu-ray, nor been available via streaming, reportedly because perfectionist Cameron still needs to approve the high-definition remastered. PC Tunney seen this movie in the movie theaters with his grandma and grandpa. It was great. I saw it with my grandfather, and we owned it on VHS for the longest time, but I don't own a VHS player anymore. But yeah, it's a great movie, so I'm glad that it's not canceled because it's 2023 and it's just Cameron being a perfectionist. Never saw The Abyss, hey, Ray? I mean, I, so I saw The Abyss when he fought Sabu in the Barbed Wire Massacre. I saw The Abyss. I'm glad you didn't see him when he fought Great Ray, because that Ray, was the worst Ray, fucking match. Ray, the the punch, wait, Ray, 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 the punchline here is... Here's the punchline here. Can, Go ahead. Sorry. I can probably say I have never watched a Grado match. I'm never. You, in any continent, in any company, I've never seen a Grado match. He has a little bit of charm, but that easily goes away after like the third time you see him. I believe it. And I've been told as such by every. Remember, Ricky and Clive are two of my best friends, and they're straight in the heart of Scotland, so they've watched him forever. I heard you like one more than the other. That's what I heard. Well, I mean, then I gotta listen to this, so I guess I can say that. So the last thing I want to <laughs> the last the last thing I want to say before we move on to the next movie is, Ray, it's a great movie. It's just too bad there's nowhere you can watch it anymore. Oh, is that bad? <laughs> no, that's the list. This is the list we're talking about movies yeah, you can't watch anymore. It's a very good movie. It's, it's just a good hard movie to find because yeah. it's it's not anywhere, and the, James Cameron's a perfectionist, so he won't release it on like Ray. All right. Oh man, he made like seventy-five billion dollars off of two movies. Let that shit go. How about have you guys ever seen 1985's movie Mask? Not the Mask, Mask. Oh yeah, yeah, with the deformed kid. Yep, with Cher. From director Peter Bogdanovich. I just said yes. Is he of the Bogdanovich family who plays in basketball with Bogdan, Bogdan and Bogdanovich? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna, we're same, gonna same move, guy. We're gonna move on from. We're gonna go to the next movie. All right, Silkwood. Is Monster Squad on that list anywhere? I, no, there's only there's only two more. There's only three more. Is, the next one. Is Monster Squad one of the next three? I don't know. I can't tell until I go to the next uh, slide. Oh, it's one of those slideshow yeah, ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sil- okay, Silk- okay. Silkwood from 1983, the life and death of Karen Silkwood, a real employee at a plutonium plant who advocated for labor unions, blew the whistle on unsafe practices in the nuclear industry, and died in a suspicious 1974 car crash, changed history. When it came time to tell her story, the production attracted a host of top-tier talent 
from director Mike Nichols of The Graduate to co-screenwriter Nora Ephron, Sleepless in Seattle, to stars mm-hmm. Cher and in the title role Meryl Streep, all of whom were Oscar-nominated for their work. Yet despite all of these bona fides, I think that's what you say, the film is currently unavailable on DVD Blu-ray and is now to be found on his streaming services. <laughs> I've never heard of this, no and word. it has Kurt Russell and Craig T. Nelson in it as well, and I yeah. have no clue what the fuck this is. Let me, tell you my, let me tell you what my mind is. Let me tell you what my mind is. What I heard Mike Nichols, and I thought, TMDK? Where's Shane? Well, he's Zach making Zipper, haste somewhere TMDK. else. He, yeah, he's I'm, making haste somewhere else, and, uh, you know, Saber's there now, too, so that's good. That's good. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I don't know none of this shit, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have a. Oh, I, I have a. Ver- we did. He picked the wrong one. Apparently, we should have went with marital stress. Um, sixteen of those. Uh, oh, we're six. No, no six, The number six, is in our favor. Six. Yeah. Six. All of right. These ones. Fair enough. Sixteen is the marital stress. How about how about the Cannonball Run from 1981 with Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, yeah, Farrah Fawcett, Jackie oh Chan, God, and Dean please, Martin? Please tell me you've seen that one. Right. I've heard of it though. Okay. That's the first one okay, I've heard of. Okay. 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 Okay, All right, let's go to the last one. <laughs> Foxes from 1980. Jodie Foster, Randy Quaid, Scott Bayo, Laura Dern. Wow. That's quite a eclectic cast. I mean, yeah. they, like yeah. I see a picture of Scott Bayo and Jodie Foster, and they look like they're maybe 15, 16. So Happy Days was filmed in the 70s or 80s? Maybe a little more. Maybe it's early when 20s. When was Happy Days filmed? Happy days, uh, happy, days was, happy days was filled on Sunday, Monday, happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days, Thursday, Friday, happy right. days, even Saturdays, what a day for filming happy days. No. So he was 25 going on 12. More or less, but it was at the height of Chachi and Joni, so like it makes sense that he would get a role and stuff. By the way, I love that we say the height of Chachi and of Joni and Chachi, and Joni and Chachi didn't even last like what two seasons. But everybody still knows it and loves it. That's the weirdest fucking thing. From the damn Happy Days show. I know, but it's it's such a flash in the pan. Yeah, but you know why it lasted so long? You know why it lasted so long? Because Joni loves Chachi. The story wasn't Chachi loves Joni. If a guy likes a girl and the girl doesn't like the guy, it lasts forever. But if a girl likes the guy. Right? Flippity, flippity, doobity, doobity. Mm-hmm. And who would have thought that of the spinoffs from that show, Mark and Mindy would last longer than Johnny Love Shot? Everybody, because Robin new. Williams is amazing. Shout out to 1970s Shit. television and bandwagon yeah. nerds who are in the midst of their That 70s Project. 1970s television from variety, action, drama, family, and comedy. We got you covered for the next four weeks. Don't miss last week's episode all about variety. Yes, Andrew, the I'm all about doing commercials in the middle of our show. Sorry, get used if to If WKRP it. isn't on someone's list, I'm going to riot. Comedy? It's on my short list that I have to narrow down would you to like 10 to, comedy. Would you like to be on one of those? You do it on, like, Sunday. That's a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm interested, but not that. <laughs> all right, I think we're done with Tunney's tumultuous topics of... Horror. Oh, Tunny's triad topics of who gives a fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, assholes. Oh, We're gonna take a commercial, oh. and I can recover from their assholery. It's Pot is War, Chairshot Radio Network, Chairshot.com. Use your head always.
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the rumper, bumper, butt, butt, How do you like our uh, wrestling uh, bumper music, Ray? He is absolutely from Mississippi. He's, from, so- he's from somewhere. I'm not sure if it's this planet. Mississippi or Tennessee. No question. Andrew hates it. I think that's why I played it again. I've never heard it's, that, so that was really fun for me. It's so You're cringe and hilariously bad, it, but it feels like something Jim Cornette would have been guest by well, on. Fuck well, it, 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 it well makes done. sense that one. It, it makes sense that one of those fast-talking, highbrow New York fellers doesn't like, like how. Bro, you gotta oh, listen. Uh, you gotta oh, listen how this works and, and wrestling works. You know, I know more about wrestling and how to make must-see TV than all y'all from the South and your little Mississippi mid-South. Yeah, mid-South ain't even a thing anymore, bro. So why don't why don't you just why don't you listen and think? You know, Nitro and Raw in the '90s, the Attitude Era. That was me, bro. I love how you have a mixture of Russo and like a, a like a, a, a New York housewife. It's like a perfect mix. It's that's Russo. (laughs) (laughs) That's Russo. You listen to his podcast shit, the Russo. It's him. He sounds like an old woman half the time. (laughs) What's one of the the ladies on Mob Wives? Like he sounds. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you're right. Oh my god. Oh man, that's good. Yes, wrestling. Diana Perazzo should be a fucking like faction. Does she really sound like that? Because I know she's from Jersey, but I've never heard her talk. She doesn't sound like that, but she has the look. She has that perfect mob. Man, I hate to label. say that, but she really does, bro. You, you watch Deanna Perrazzo walk down the, the ring, and you can just smell the jersey off of her. And it's like, I like that because it's just a bias. But yeah, so, fun fact. I have never seen something about her that has impressed me. What? What? I'm not saying that I don't think she's good because clearly if everybody else thinks she's good, there's something there. I have yet to see one thing. She she does a nice Fujiwara armbar. Have you seen her recent matches with Mickey with last year when they did like the um, the Texas Death Match and stuff like that? I haven't seen anything of, of hers in Impact since she started. I watched okay. maybe like the first five or six matches she had, but I haven't seen match her Match with Roxy, Roxanne Perez, when she mm-hmm. was still ROH champion when, when Deanna won it off of her in Impact. That's something you definitely want to check out because... There was there was some nice stuff there, and the the Mickey angle she had with, you know, the initial match, and then the the Texas death. They actually did the Texas death match rules, fucking correctly. Wow, that ain't happened since Flair and Funk. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. Time. It's like ah, oh, there's a pinfall and a, and a standing ten count. No shit, really? Like that's how it's fucking supposed to be. That's it's, pretty awesome. Uh, 
I'm, I would be interested. Did she have a big feud with Jordan too? She, Jordan, Jordan's iffy. I think like the last match they had together was okay, but Mickey's also put on good work with everybody too in this run and impact. So, and it's one of those things. I'm going Pokemon style here, so forgive me. But I don't think Power versus Technical. I don't think Power versus Technical is a very good mix all the time. The clash if it's strictly, nice if it's strictly power versus strictly technical, if you can have multiple styles, but that's your number one, like a Cesaro or a Claudio, I'm sorry. Yeah, but Jordan is all power, and Deanna's all technical. At the time they had their matches, why it was a bad clash, Jordan's gotten better because okay. she started adding more stuff to her repertoire, and she's a little more athletic in the ring instead of just muscling people over and beating the shit out of them. So... Jordan's gotten a bit better when it comes to wrestling, but yeah, the the Mickey Texas Death Match, the Roxy Roxanne Perret, however the hell you want to like refer to her I, as. I remember she remember she Roxy came from um, Rally okay, of Wrestling, yes. yeah, and that was the school that I was signing up with, and I've worked with and worked. So I know her. I don't know her personally, but I know her and of her very well. So yeah, honestly, I didn't realize that's the school you you were affiliated with. I knew you yeah. you were doing stuff with some down there, but I didn't know it was Booker T. Okay, okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, fun fact: I almost broke his uh, popcorn machine, and he was pissed at me. Did you stick your dick in it? No, I was taking it on his bus, and the shit just kind of like one of the windows just fell down. And he was like, "Come on, man!" And I was like, "It wasn't me." So is this well, somewhere Wagmire, and you just stuck your dick in the lock and broke it? <laughs> I was gonna say so... this is somewhere in between like uh, Beastie Boys. You know, the party was wax, so I pulled out my dick and put it in mashed potatoes, and and Justin Timberlake and Jimmy, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg, my dick in a box. So. Not sure well, where. Also added the uh, the Terrell Owens hold my popcorn or get your popcorn ready thing popcorn. in there too. So yeah. Oh, so it's a porn. It's a porn. Your dick in a popcorn box at a movie theater. It's a porn. Got it. Got true it. Got true. it. For the record, it. I just want y'all listening. True story. Of the two, booking is the one you need to be scared of. Sean Miller is intimidating as fuck. I just I just want to let everybody we know listening right now. We are talking wrestling here me. on Pot Is War. Back to our uh, regularly scheduled program talking about wrestling. Hey. We said Booker T a couple times. It was <laughs> we had a whole talk about impact about Deanna and her matches. There you go. We See, we we did. Okay, the second the second thing you tried to use is a reason I said wrestling. Yes, but still, yeah. What what are we talking about now? Yeah, so, what, yeah. What, what are our topics? Uh, no, I think you guys already. I think you guys already got going on impact. Why don't we just? start there for unbelievable change of I mean, pace that I'd never thought I'd see coming in a million years. Agree, but but there were why don't you guys go ahead and keep it going? Give us some impact talk and, you know, I'll so, cut you off when I'm bored. Uh, which would, uh, Well, not too bored, Mickey but I'm bored. Deonna I think the people get bored. We mentioned Mickey's name a couple times, so she had her career versus title match against another one we mentioned, Jordan Grace, who was the champion at the time. And it was, it was a really good match. Like, so, Again, this goes back to what we were talking about like a couple minutes ago where Mickey has put on some good fucking work. Like when she's given time and when she's given a good opponent to work with that like understands her skill set, she actually puts on like convincing matches. And it's not just it's it's better than her fucking original like hardcore country run. And what was that? 2008, 2009, whatever that was. The problem with Mickey and this is a problem with a lot of younger legends, people who are in their still 30s and early 40s, who have been given legend status. Not saying she doesn't deserve it. The problem with them is they feel that they just have to play the hits. 
And it's not until they realize, well, I still have more to offer. Let me continue to grow and do things differently mm-hmm. that they start to really get good again. And for a long period there, Mickey was just playing the hits. And it was like, all right, cool. It's interesting, but it's not what I need. And something has clicked and something has clicked recently. And a perfect example of this, and I'm not trying to pivot to another company because we need to say they at uh, Impact for a second. But it's Sting. The shit Sting's doing now, he, if you told the shit that Sting now, what he was doing in 1985, he would be like, you're dumb as hell. But because something clicked in his mind that said, well, if I'm going to be here, it's a different world. I might as well partake. Mm-hmm. And while I don't, I don't personally like it, I respect the hell out of it. And Mickey has shown, in my opinion, that she is not the same Mickey in 2005 and 2010 or even in 2015. Oh, great. Is that fair? No, completely. Because like she's busting her ass. She's she's bumping. She's pulling out some interesting moves. And we were talking about with Deanna where she had a Texas death match. Would she, would Mickey ten years beforehand ever have a fucking Texas death match with somebody? Only if unless it was Trish. So no. And even then, if it was in WWE, it probably wouldn't be a Texas death match. It would probably have been like a Braun Pennies in a pudding puddle or something like that match. Well, when they were both in the same <laughs> It would have finished with like crazy Mickey, like licking the pudding off of Trish or something like that. That would have been the finish. And all jokes aside, as shitty as it was, I appreciate that they gave him a 15-minute match at WrestleMania or 10. But still, it's better than nothing. Because they could have they made that match some bullshit too, but they let him wrestle. I was going to ask you mm-hmm. just now, who was the Impact World Champion and why isn't it Chris Bay? But I remember this Josh Alexander. So, Which, I mean, number one, Bay was in Japan for the last, like, three months, and then they took this a couple. This is true. So, and I don't know how much you've seen of Josh, but he's he fantastic. Did- Okay, okay. So I'm like, he, he really is a well-oiled, well-balanced machine of, he can cut a decent babyface promo. Promos are still not his strength, but he's a great mat and technical wrestler, akin to like a Kurt Angle, if you want to even go that far. Well, even but, down to the singlet. But yeah. This is, this is gonna, this, this may make you mad, and if it does, I truly apologize. Truly apologize. But um, Josh Alexander, he's a better wrestler than this guy. But he reminds me of Brett Albright when he was the NWA champ. Ooh, okay. Okay, I don't hate that. Because, you like, you like... You movies, but you go back to fucking Albright. What the fuck is that? I'm a wrestling nerd. What the, <laughs> what the hell did you expect? <laughs> but Albright was the best wrestler at, maybe in the world at one point. Like, you could not out-wrestle that dude. And he had great matches and was able to... I'm not going to say draw, because a guy... Indie show, sure, whatever. But like Josh is killing it, but like you, right? It was a good draw, and but, but Josh, yeah, okay, I get what you're getting at. And 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 my, my problem with Josh is no, no fault of his own. I I love Josh Alexander. I was a big fan of him and Ethan together as the North. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I forgot he was champ. He's not Flash. He's not, he's not no Flash. You don't need to be Flash to be memorable. He's not memorable. It depends on what's memorable to you, though, because. Well, you, He's you know me well enough to know I'm not a I'm not I'm not a wrestling first guy. You're you're not a wrestling first. You're not a match quality. You're not you're not a Meltzer Mark who's just like, but he had a five star match. Right. No, I know, and that that's why we get along and why I respect your opinion. But, <laughs> Appreciate you know, that. I do. 
Because, like, you know, he had nearly the, the the Broadway with Bailey, which was huge and had the IWC buzz in for a while. He had mm-hmm. a fucking slobber knocker with, with Tomohiro Ishii. He had a match with Suzuki. This was before his title reign. But, like, when Suzuki was on his little American tour for mm-hmm. a couple months when he, you know, got disrespected in AEW because they cut off the cousin in RA and then came to came to impact that that's when he had his little match. He had he had a nice nice feud with moose granted moose is a much more memorable because he's a more memorable personality so people remember moose was champion before they remember fucking josh was champ for the wrong reasons by the way but yes for the wrong reasons yes (laughs) but josh has done really great work for the type of wrestler and the type of champion he is like he really is just a blue collar nose to the grindstone i'm gonna outwork you out wrestle you kind of champion and that's respectable. Like he actually has, he now has the record for the longest impact world title reign in company history. I saw that. He, he beat Bobby. Yeah. He beat Bobby by like, uh, I think a week ago or something like that. He, he and, passed pretty rude. And how uh, apropos it was that another Canadian beat another Canadian. It's, it's also funny that he is now the longest and the shortest title reign because Moose beat him in like 20 seconds because that's he right. The, the, the gauntlet. Cash trophy thing yeah mm-hmm. um it's, it's funny that's what i appreciate about new impact i will say this i appreciate that they're giving title ranks people you never expect but to have earned it another guy who i don't know how you feel about him but like i don't think he's world champion material but i appreciate it that he got the opportunity given what he's done and gone through when rich one was world champ i don't think rich one is a world champion in any company but i appreciate it that rich because he had earned it, quote unquote, in their eyes. I don't believe you earn in wrestling. I believe you're, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, like stuff like that is cool because if you're a fan of that company, that matters to you. Yeah. Like your guy. Like when Chris Bay gets the title, again, I'm a big Chris Bay guy, as you can't tell. No, that's that's going to be a big deal. When Eddie Edwards first won the championship, I remember it was a big deal oh, yeah. for those fans because Eddie had been there grinding for years. When he grinded oh. in ROH, so when he finally got the, the title in ROH, that was a big deal, too. Like, you want an ROH title? I thought I know David did. I know Eddie I could have swore Eddie did, or maybe Eddie was pure and didn't get the world. Eddie was pure because that was his first world title, and because mm. that was when they finally got a chance to split up officially, officially. That, I, th- I think that's what it was. I think Eddie was pure. Yeah. But Eddie was also like white meat baby face. He's, he's like the perfect kind of white meat baby face. And but then it, after his whole Sammy Callahan thing. Yeah, get hit in the face with the bat. Changed his whole life. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that's really why he decided to change his style or if it just played into things. Because he's still a great technical wrestler. But he's really steered into that more aggressive, hardcore kind of angle after getting hit in the face with the bat. So I don't know if it's just he doesn't want to, he can't, or maybe he just decided to change it up because it was a good story. Yeah. I, but, it, it, either way, it's worked. I think it's it's kept him relevant because I don't think that 2007 Ring of Honor style can – the only person that can still do that and not change is Adam Cole because he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent in terms of – crowd reaction because adam cole the same dude literally he still do it in japan because that's why he's the only guy in to hold the ghc and noah so he can still pull off he could still pull off white meat baby face and noah because they love him he he is like honorary japanese noah born basically to the noah fans so like eddie you're talking about yeah edwards yeah not not cole i don't think cole's been in noah 
at all. No, he's he's never been a Noah at all. Yeah, because he was after that 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 uh, merger kind of. <laughs> but he he did Dragon Gate. Ah, uh, sure, Dragon Gate though. Yes, you're right. Yeah, he did Dragon Gate. And of course, New Japan. He did that. Well, yeah, we know that much. Yeah, mm. uh, he's fought in a couple of Wrestle Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um. How nerdy are we to be talking like 2007 Ring of Honor and 2023 Impact? Good God! It's it's we, we're a well-rounded wrestling show, you know. Real quick, one last quick thought about Impact, real fast, because I know we got to stop talking about stuff that doesn't draw money. Hey yo! Whoa! Uh, They've been around for 20 years. It's got to draw something. Just joking, kind of, sort of, not really. Mm. Speedball Mike Bailey, bowler winner. Mm-hmm. Big things in his future, immediate future. What would you consider big? With respect, either getting a real run at a top tier um, title or angle in Impact, or getting signed to one of the big two. Because I think I think my biggest issue is Bailey's what thirty five, thirty six. He's not he's no spring chicken. I, I'm going to just double check myself. At the while moment. you're while you're looking that up. If I was him, and this isn't me hating, I would run as fast as possible from from going to AEW because they already got seven of you already. Ah, he's more. 32. Okay, which still, it's a little older, but, like, where does he go? Because you just said it yourself. AEW, like, everybody looks like him and does his moveset. And next to <laughs> Sean would love to have a guy like Speedball Mike Bailey in NXT. And remember, this is a different world because Hunter sees the world differently than Vince did. And unless You're Vince right. continues his 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 hostile takeover, which is very possible, he might. Yeah, he's still Vince. Hunter can use Speedball. He likes those guys. Hunter loved Evan Bourne. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes those smaller guys that are technically sound that can fly. And that there's nobody running a Karate Man gimmick with respect to the real Karate Man who died. Sorry, Ethan Page, but. Uh, I thought you were going to say Steve Blackman. I'm like, he didn't die. Fucking no. I know the, you the meant patch, the Karate yeah. Man. Karate Man. Yes, yeah, I know what yeah. you meant. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's uh, nothing else. Different I love talking Mania. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, 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 by the way, I never saw it, but I've seen so many clips. I feel like I have. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's Stang. It's Stang. And Uncle Allen, Uncle Allen, you said you'd protect us. What happened? <laughs> We're sorry, Tony. We've 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 gone too far off the deep end. Now we're talking about talking shop. Mania. Well, there's one we've thing that never that. happens on this show is people apologizing to Tony. So if you ever want to come back again, you better fucking pull that back while you're yeah, that's here. Yeah, that's all I gotta do tonight. That's, that's all I gotta do to not get the call back, Tony. I'm so sorry, brother. Oh, oh yeah, okay. motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not used to people apologizing to me on this show. Oh man, well I'm different. I wasn't trying to like throw needles there either. I was just saying this is a non-apologetic show where you just do what you do. That's what I meant. I, I wasn't digging I like on Bailey it. I, I wasn't. I, that was not a dig at you or Chris Andrew. Sure, but I like Bailey. I hope he gets a, a decent push somewhere. I just I don't want to see him in AAW. Like I don't either. Would you consider if he got like a push in AAA to be? big enough if he got like a mega yes. run okay yeah oh my god the things he could do in that in that triple a doesn't get enough of love something that would work with his style 
and his size and AAA is like right there. I'm not a I'm not a lucha fan. It's very well known. However, <laughs> I appreciate the art form and the things he can do with those guys out there. Well, and again, um, so I know Dragon Lee just signed with NXT, but Drillistico is still down there, right? I think so. Okay. El Hijo del Vikingo may be the best wrestler you've never heard of. Fact. I mean, I've heard of him, but I know what you mean, yes. Yes. I mean, I don't like Luja, and even I'm amazed watching this motherfucker. Oh, oh, right. he, oh sorry. I, I missed my cue. Who? <laughs> you know. Oh, three you seconds know. too late, but well done. Uh-huh. Black Taurus is another good one. Yes. And even even the, um, is he, is is Gentrack Corleone, is he a Rudo, or is he a, is he a oh, baby? Shit. Um, I know who you mean. Oh, fuck, I think he's a Rudo, but I'm not 100% sure. Whatever he is, he's great down there. Mm-hmm. They love him. He won't even come back to America no more. Or is he Menudo? Is he Menudo? Yeah, him and Ricky Martin are uh, going to do Living la vida loca. Yeah. Upside, Upside inside, inside out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just turned into a weird boy band podcast, too, apparently. Back well, you streets, are. back. You All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we talk a big companies now, or are we still gonna talk the rest? I mean, you if hey, you guys so you want to talk if, big companies, start no, talking. Just, Let's I, see if I want to chime in. No, I was gonna <laughs> do. I was just gonna do a lightning round of everything else we had there. You guys had a good conversation there. It was excellent. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't enjoy the conversation of the topic of what you're talking about, but I enjoyed you two talking about it. You guys seem to enjoy the conversation, so good for fucking you. Um, <laughs> this is Pot is War, Chairshot Radio Network. All right, uh, take as long or as little as you want. Lightning roundish, right? So that means we're cutting our responses down to, let's say, twenty minutes. <laughs> twenty minutes each, because it's still Pot is War. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say fifteen seconds in the hopes that you keep it under thirty. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Ray, you start. Disgusting. Stay the fuck away. Like, you're going to get paid regardless. But the fact that you can't allow people to have fun without you being... I respect everything he's done. He is a genius. He's all of the good latitudes. He's also all the bad ones. Bruh, the company's better without you. They're happier, and you're still making money. Stay at home. He's the Jerry Jones of wrestling. Like, you really think that's going to happen? Like, he he ain't going to go away until he dies. Like... At least Jerry let his son, like, be the general manager. (laughs) In name. You you did the same thing with Triple H. You have creative, but here's some ideas. If you don't do it, I'm going to fire you. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie McMahon resigning. You want to go first? I mean, she, she needed time off, what, six, seven months ago, whatever it was? So, like, she's got shit going on. I don't think it's really a big... I think as much to do about nothing. I she mm-hmm. remember she was gone. She had took a leave of absence before they had pulled her back because Vince decided to stick his dick in the WWE for the two thousandth time. Right. So <laughs> I don't think I don't. I'm not convinced that her leaving is because Vince came back when she was on the board and still is currently on the board mm-hmm. and brought him back. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Triple H. Been great on creative. Yeah, can't, can't say anything bad about him yet. How about, yeah, now, how about, how about eventually, pos- 
hold on. Before we finish, eventually, big homie, you're gonna have to stop bringing new people in and let these motherfuckers cook. We were almost there. Well, he brought in. I think he's gonna be done now. I think he finally got to do the shopping, and it's been a long time in 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 the works that he knew he wanted to do. So there you go. Um, Don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. No, but unless FDR or Adam Cole come up for purchase recently, you know, post mania is different. Yeah, post mania is different. I get that, but I'm talking like. All the people who were gone, and he brought them back. I'm not talking. He needs to fill out the rumble. You can only bring Hackshaw, Jim Duggan back so many times. Hit rope. Okay. Are we not going to put ropes on the ring this time? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying hit ropes. <laughs> I mean, a- that AJ was a success. It was a successful gimmick when they were going, even without Swerve, because Swerve didn't really accomplish a ton with Hit Row in WWE. I am being very, very specific in how I'm wording it because I love sure. Swerve Strickland. He was, right, he was. Right. His matches in MLW were fantastic when he was MLW world champion. He was yep. one of the highlights of Lucha Underground. Yep. I can continue to blow Swerve Strickland if you want me to, so don't make it seem like I'm trying to bury the man. No, it's I love just you. he was not that big of a deal in Hit Row when Hit Row was going good. People just liked the gimmick. They liked, you know, the hard rap kind of gimmick that was going mm-hmm. on. And Ashanti's beautiful. So like and it's and it's AJ's actual group. Like he created the group in the Indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so, who were together before Swerve was brought in. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying Hero's bad. I just don't think he brought he brought he clearly brought some people back without having a plan for them. I think they're a gimmick plan, and I think that's all he had the plan for. Because if you're on TV, you're not buried. You know what I mean? Like, well, they weren't on TV for a minute. No, but, so, but, but you get yeah, what yeah, I mean. Like, I even if they're that. just doing a backstage segment or some goofy like rap battle or something like that, if they're on that's TV, right. you can't say shit. All right, Raw 30 next week to start the the prelude to Royal Rumble. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm seeing Kane. I'm seeing HBK. I'm seeing Bella's uh, Kurt Angle. Angle. Flair, Taker. I mean, Flair, of course. Um, are you guys excited to watch that show? I, I mean, I know Ray is, but I mean, Andrew, or I mean, you're not, you're not, not a long-term overarching <laughs> WWE fan, but you know, I mean, New Year, New Andrew. Are we, are we giving WWE a chance again, or are we? I've been paying attention. I know you have. I know you and... have. That's why I kind of want to bring it up. They're doing better. It's an interesting time in because your, they can in your really mind. set up. The I don't Roman want to get Reigns people confused with my, you know. I get you, but they could set up the angle for Roman Reigns at Mania if they go with Stone Cold or if they go with The Rock. What better way than to do it when every old person's going to be there and they always get their biggest spike in viewership whenever it's a twenty-five, an old school day, a blah 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 blah. That's always when they they teeter towards like the three, four million, depending on who they say is going to be there, which is you know at least one hundred and fifty percent, sometimes two hundred percent, their usual audience. So The Rock shows up, challenges Roman at Mania. Bing bang boom, baby. Yeah. So if if they if they do something with it aside from just an old timers like nostalgia gimmick, sure. So I'm intrigued to see if they actually pull the trigger with something interesting. To Andrew's point, by the way, there's big matches on the card. But to Andrew's point, one of the main um, segments advertised is the bloodline acknowledgement ceremony, and it was mentioned multiple times. 
that every member of the bloodline, they, they, they didn't mean like the guys on the screen. They meant like all of the NOIE family. So for Rock to come back and be like, wait a minute, that would be the perfect time. So spot on. I didn't even think about that till you said that. I have my moments. In, watch in between touring with the new kids, you know. Ah, <laughs> no, no, watch this shit not happen. Yeah, probably not. It's gonna be fucking giant cock tease debate. And <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair, you know, I understand in certain situations you have to make stories. It only you can only it can't help not help it. But to be fair, the story with Sammy and Kevin and Roman and all this may be dare I say a little too big for the rock to come in and be like, hey. Because you can always tide that over. Sammy Sammy getting ousted and maybe the bloodline going with Sammy if they like him more, yada, yada, yada. That could be SummerSlam. No, sure. I'm not, that's not what I mean. What I mean is Royal Rumble is in two weeks. Yeah. And this will be the go home. Well, one week, rather. And the, this will be the go home to Rumble where mm-hmm. Roman is fighting Kevin Owens. So for that to be the go home to that big match and Rock comes and steals all the thunder would kind of be counterintuitive sort of kind of but it's wrestling it's scripted anyway if you give people what they want it's not like people aren't going to tune into the royal rumble the gimmick sells itself nobody's going to watch the royal rumble because they want to see kevin owens beat roman reigns people watch the royal rumble people primarily watch the royal rumble because it's the rumble they bet on it. They drink. They have fun. They see people they haven't usually seen. The Rumble is its own gimmick that sells the pay per view. Yeah, and you're right. And if and if if KO can stand with Rock at the end of the night, that could be a huge endorsement for Kevin, given the mm-hmm. year he's had. So that that could be right. a nice rub. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. How about a few lightning? Well, no. Before we do that, Roman's Roman's reign was one of the things we discussed pre-show and we talked about other companies having maybe the number two wrestler in the world. And mm-hmm. before you start doing that, I just want to say Seth Rollins. Well, there's a, there's a myriad of, well, it's after one, clearly there's thousands of wrestlers, mm-hmm. but the question I asked MJF. the group was if WWE is number one company, not even close and AEW is the number two company, then if Roman's the number one champion in the number one wrestler in the world, shouldn't the AEW champion be number two? And and if it's not, is that a is that speaking on MJF? Is that an management on him and admonishment on AEW? Or is A is WWE just that much better? It's an admonishment on AEW. Okay. Because as, as I've been thinking about it, I do not like AEW. It it's not a secret. Like, yeah. I, I tried to give it a, a, a go. You know, I watched, what, the first Revolution. That was good. I gave it a fairly good re- review rating. And then, like, they just lost me from that, what, that double or nothing that year. And just afterwards, it just slipped into shit for me. But the second best wrestler, or the second biggest draw, or the, the second biggest name, would have been CM Punk. And because Even of- still. Because of AEW's bullshit and the fact that they have children with EVP titles 
that don't know how to, you know, handle their own shit and they get fucking, you know, they're just in better with the boss than Punk was because he's a crotchety old man who just doesn't make fucking friends and makes enemies easier. Like, they got rid of him. But more people were tuning in when Punk was there. More people bought the pay-per-views when Punk was there. MJF's not moving the needle more than Punk. He's moving the same as fucking Hangman Page. And who the fuck is Hangman Page? Is he a draw to anything? Except maybe the caricature guy when they're on vacation? Like, that's about it? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, like, Jay White's a bigger draw than MJF. And, well, and, Page. You know, and I'm so a Jay, is... I'm a Jay White lover. So, so is like. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes announcing for Royal Rumble is probably one of the things that puts him back at the top of, like, top five names currently in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So... MJF does he makes he might sniff the top ten at the moment for you know bigger names in wrestling at the moment. I, I'm not saying it's going to be the title and it most likely won't, but caricature guy is in the running. <laughs> That's I mean look, I don't hate AEW, but I'm definitely down on them more than most. I love how to, I love Hangman Page. I, I've, there's no secret about it, I love Hangman Page. But I'm not gonna convince. I'm not gonna lie to myself and convince myself that he's one of the biggest names. He's definitely on that next tier up kind of guy. He's Zion Williamson, right? Like he will be in ten years, I think. But it's interesting that you pick Punk because I don't disagree with your reasoning. My only question is, in this day and age, in 2022, 2023, because we're not 2023, but you know, we're just. In the, yeah, in it's, new year. it's new. Um, I mean, I, your 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 criteria match. It it's it fits. So then, my question to you would be: Would be, would you still put twenty twenty two CM Punk over a guy like Kenny Omega, over a guy like Seth Rollins, over a guy you mentioned him like like Cody Rhodes? You know, um, is the number two wrestler in the world in AEW? Is it not? And I say, when I say world, for those of you, we talked about this pre-show, but on the podcast, I'm mentioning that with respect to J- Japan, respect to Mexico and these other world areas, they're so drastically different than Americanized wrestling that I'm not using them in these conversations because I can hear now, man, what about Okada? And I, no. Um, o- Okada is the only one that I would really mention. Aside from Jay White, which I talked about, but that's because he's got the crossover appeal because he can speak English and he's white. So he appeals to many of the fans that are on the, you know, I'm not lying. Like, so spot on. so that, that, that's why I brought him up before. Would CM Punk be number two? If Cody Rhodes had a full year? No, because Cody Rhodes would be two. But since Cody Rhodes got hurt and he's been out for like the last seven months or fuck as long it's been, I would say it would go Roman, Punk, Cody for the top three. I would I would put Punk over anybody and everybody that's been in AEW at the moment. I cannot right now dispute that. I'm gonna think about that, and next time we talk, I'll I'll tell you my full thoughts on it. But based on your criteria, I cannot say you're wrong. That's my show. I asked you if you meant the number two, as in who's the world champion at the moment, or just in yeah. totality, because yeah. I had some time to chew on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And twenty twenty two was a weird year because, like you said, Kenny was gone nine months out of the year or something like that. And I'm not a big Cody Ken was gone fan. half the year. 
I'm not a big Kanye fan. Never. I'm not either. But if we're talking, if we're including kayfabe, the belt collector year, you cannot dispute his his overall. It's almost like FTR's year this year. I think the Usos had a better year because they were consistent. But when you go to every company and you hold everybody's tag titles, like you you have to you have to include that when you're considering like biggest name because I think so. So Omega was the biggest available name, but what does that really say? It's like being the nicest guy in prison. Like, you know, everybody likes you. They get their cigarettes from you, but what the f- you're still in prison. Like, so Omega, Omega won the Mega Championship, and Triple A has not been relevant in years, really, honestly. Like, people watch Triple Mania for fucking Vampiro farting and fucking botching and meme-worthy shit that's on Botchamania. You know, what he was doing in Impact, AEW's involvement with Impact tanked Impact more than anything else. Like, that did That's, not help that, at all. I can't speak to the AAA stuff, but the Impact stuff is facts. It hurt them more than it helped. Yeah. So, he, his belt collector era, like, they thought it was going to be, like, this hot, sexy thing. It was cringy, and it was terrible. And he just really, really, the, the weeb aspect of him came out. Because you remember original Kenny Omega, where his... uh initial pose for matches was like the sailor moon like v and just looking like a pretty magical girl yeah in yeah. ddt and stuff like that i think yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. all japan run so that the weeb came out where he just wanted to be ultimo dragon and he, he wasn't even great sasuke if you get what i'm saying like i get you i get you by the way that's a deep cut for those of y'all for, for wrestling fans. <laughs> ultimo dragon great sasuke that's a deep cut <laughs> so yeah and, right. and i guess you just just to, to, to put a button on everything Hangman, just because you mentioned it. I don't dislike Hangman, but you you know the four heavenly kings of wrestling, the Ultra Pan, you know, Misawa, Tao, mm-hmm. Ibe, Kobashi, and uh, Kawada. Mm-hmm. Hangman, if we were going to do some kind of like four pillars type thing, Hangman's Tawai. Tell me, what do you remember Tawai for? Being a, a pillar, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, okay. Him and Kawada, Holy Demon Army was fucking great as a tag team. Singles? I think history may show differently, but right now you may not be wrong. That that's just the vibe I get. That's all I'm saying. While we're in that hemisphere, Muda's last match and the run up to it. Is his official last match going to be the tag with Stink? Is that what they've announced? That is Muta's most likely his last match. I know there has been some buzz that he might still get a singles, but. I, I'm pretty sure Muda's final bye-bye, as they put it, because they like to use random English words sometimes that just they think is correct, but it just sounds stupid. Yeah, it's it's the six men with Stang and Darby. You know, I got to say, I I think it's dope that at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, you know, the Kijimuto side mm-hmm. did the six-man tag uh, with Tanahashi. And I love the fact that that dude Shooter in there. Because I think he's going to be the next big guy, the next big thing. And I think they know it. I mean, so to put him in that match was a big whose deal. Whose kid is he? Come on. They ain't going to bury that kid. Well, this is this is true. <laughs> but call me crazy. Maybe the ignorant American in me sees him getting a bigger push. Instead of being Red Shoe's son, he gets a bigger push because he's really Moxley's son. <laughs> I like that. I do. <laughs> And I don't disagree. Out of out of all the young lions from the last five or six years, it's either going to be Shooter 
or it's going to be Yuya Uemura. Because yeah, I don't, he's nice too. Yeah, he got he, a singles match. He's nice, and Uemura also. If you really, I don't even mean squint, but if you just look at how he holds himself and his physique, he looks like Baby Tanahashi. Okay. He, no, no, Tanahashi from back in the day. Well, Wait. I'm saying, but Yuri Mora has short hair, doesn't he? No, look, he's the one that's an impact currently. Who are you thinking? Yes, I don't know. I, but wasn't Yuri Mora on Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know, because this was the first Wrestle Kingdom in about a decade that I did not watch. I may be thinking of Ren Narita. Did you have I to think, turn- yeah, I think you're thinking Narita, because Narita does have shorter hair. Did you have to turn in your Japanese appreciation card, or...? Uh, no, no, because I, I still know a lot and watch the other ones, and yeah, the Noah thing was on purpose. I, I, it's a pun, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. I didn't, I didn't lose my card. I, I think it's dope they let Shinsuke go and have the match with him. But my question is, if you have the book, Mister Japan, you, that that we, as we know you as, who would you let Muda, Muto, whatever version of him you want, who would you let be his last singles match? Is your Amber Alert okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm in Texas. We get Amber Alerts from, like, Corpus Christi. So, I mean, yeah. we get a bunch in Jersey, too, because we get Philly and sometimes anything close to, like, New York or, like, Hobo, good New you know. Yeah. So, I, I get it. But, honestly, if he could do one more, which I don't think he can because Andrew, of age, Andrew, Andrew would love to see Tokyo 3K. <laughs> You're right. I was he, he was my second choice actually, because I was I was gonna say Chono, because I, I would love Chono and Muda one more time. Chono can Chono can put the boots on for a five minute match, take a couple chops. Sure, but I w- I would want it to be a little more than a five minute like nostalgia match. You know what I mean? But like if, if I had like Christmas magical Christmas land type thing, it would be Chono, but. I, th- I think Nakamura was perfect. Like you, you saw the entrances for that, right? It was, yeah. Duh, they brought my boy Lee England for this, dog. That was they did. But I was bummed, just wow. the nerd in me, because I wanted to hear some conscious. I get the rise of that is dope, but if they would have played some conscious, dog, I, I, I agree. Lost my shit. I agree. I agree with you one thousand percent. But it's okay for the nerd in you. How familiar with Eastern stories are you? Not as not as much as you probably a lot more than your standard American fan, but not as much as I'm not even close to you. So do you know the Journey West. I don't the reference you're making. I don't catch no. the, the the story of the Buddhist monk and uh, the Demon King Wukong, also known as Goku, which you know became you know we everybody knows him from Dragon Ball Z now, but Wukong mm-hmm. is multiple iterations. So the monk was supposed to go to get help to purify demons and wukong was trapped by the buddha shinsuke comes out in all white like a monk or like a priest and if you notice muda's outfit had the red face the black kind of hair and his outfit itself was fuzzy like it had like the fur and everything on the on the the robe so they went for the the demon king the unkillable demon king wukong against the priest that's supposed to purify the demon that's dope that's dope are you cool with them giving shinsuke the win by the way oh fuck yeah that was perfect by the way it's if it's your final match you're not supposed to win that you're supposed to go out and on your back i agree and by the way i know we that wasn't a kinshasa that was a bomb he needs the shit out of (laughs) 
<laughs> Can I ask you guys a serious question? Um, <clears throat> Shinsuke under contract doing this, being allowed to do it. Do you think New Japan was... Jealous? Pre pre no. No. Uh, prevalent enough... No, oh, sorry. Noah. Noah, right? Okay. Yeah. That That's why I said jealous, and yes. I was hoping it was going to steer you correct. Yes, I said <laughs> the wrong one. I knew what I was talking about, but I said the wrong one. Was hopefully smart enough to see that maybe if we say your star comes over and wins, you might you might do it again? They already did it. This is the second time. They let Hideo Itami come over for Marafuji's 20th anniversary like and, well, and, three years ago. That's why that I said that's why I said again. And to that point they let them win again. Respectfully, to that point. Noah didn't give them no money. Noah didn't do a talent exchange. WWE did this out of the goodness of their own hearts. I know that's hard to hear. You let them put their guy over. The only Hunter. slight addendum I will put to that is that when Hunter and Marafuji made the deal. Because Marafuji, I think, was still vice president during his 20th anniversary run. They kind of had this agreed upon, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours at some point. You know, then the pandemic kind of kicked in and then nothing would happen. So I would not be surprised if Rumble, maybe we see Muda. Or Rumble, maybe we get somebody like a Marafuji or somebody like that. Wouldn't it? I wouldn't think it, it's, I think it would more, benefit WWE, wouldn't it? I mean, like, I, I just want to oh, jump yeah. into the conversation here because, like, I let you guys, you know, I, I, I'm not jumping in where I don't belong, but here, I, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. I said side, WWE, 100%. that's the door for you to come in, yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't I don't think you see, I don't ever think, I, I, it doesn't happen because it, the, the, it's not a, it's not a forbidden door. It's just, it's just a one-way depreciation so when we had the greatest royal rumble and they wanted somebody that looked kind of like yokozuna because he was fat and somewhat asian like they got some random sumo dude from like the fucking backwoods like on a retirement home but like if the fucking shah of iran or whoever the fuck it is that runs this shit goes i want a great muda you don't think that they're gonna be like hey remember that time that we did that thing yeah, send muda this way I, so i think is more i think what's most likely is muda gets inducted in the hall of fame this year which he needs to step foot in the ring, then. Probably. Yeah, he didn't have to. I mean, they uh, Fujinami never stepped foot in WWE ring before. He doesn't have to wrestle there to do that. But Vince like, worked with All Japan at the time that Fujinami was in All Japan because I think he booked stuff for him and Lager and all them back in the day. Well, that and Fujinami was big in WCW. Who's and they in charge of the Who's in charge of the Hall of Fame now? Well, it should, should be should be Hunter unless Vince decides to flung on that shit again. But I, when you're talking about that scratch your back, you scratch mine. I wouldn't be surprised if NXT Japan was. Isn't it you know. crazy? As much as you don't want to talk about WWE, you end up talking about Vince, don't you? Well, Noah will oh. never become New Japan uh, NXT Japan. It never would because because remember, um, what the fuck is their name? Cripe. I, I forgot, but uh, the ones that own DDT, Cyber cyber something, I forgot the fuck their name is. They bought Noah because uh, of the personal like life debt the guy owed Misawa back in the day because Misawa gave him money to bail him out when his promotion was in trouble. So mm. this was a, a life debt basically back to Misawa to make sure Noah didn't die. So 
they're not going to just give the give it up to WWE, especially when Noah's come back and they're doing good and they've had three, four straight years of working at the Budokan. Like that's something no one never did it since like 2011. Well, no, I mean since the initial global localization was pitched, Noah's had a major upswing. Absolutely, absolutely. But at the time, they they were relevant, but they weren't what they are now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely skyrocketed probably up to like the number two company in Japan, which from where they were, like they were almost obscure and almost like totally at cyber fight, which is a subsidiary of cyber agent. That's, that's the thing I couldn't think of, but yeah. So the owner owed Misawa, which is why they bought the, the company. So if, if any Japanese big name becomes NXT Japan, it's all Japan because they ain't got shit anymore. They've well, got no, Kento Miyahara and Suwama, who's over the hill, and Jake Lee up and left and went to Nawa. So he was he was the other newer name that they had that they were building, who was just sick of playing second fiddle to Kento for the last five years. So. See, I still know the Japan. Just blah. Just <laughs> all right, all right, Count Andrula. <laughs> One stinky dinky, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> All right, we want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Um, I will get it started and uh, take us home here. Uh, guys, this was a, a great show. I know we went a little longer than we usually do here, but I think we had a good time talking about a lot of stuff that we enjoy talking about and we're interested in. So, and I hope that I can't shows. believe I put CM Punk over in this episode. What uh, the fuck? Oh, that I might, blame you, Ray. That's, that's, that's a no, I got a, okay, I got a good. Uh, you're lucky. You're lucky. I don't already have a good episode uh, title because that could have worked. Mm-hmm. Follow me at PC Tony Chairshot Radio Network. Ray Cash. At it's Ray Cash. Are you wise? Mysterio? I'm still getting. You know when you forget your own shit. Outsiders Edge. Bandwagon Nerds. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Chairshot. Hashtag journalism. There you go. Catch your boy on Wrestling Inc. when I start writing again eventually. Nice. Take us home, Andrew. Oh, IWC War Chief on on the Twitter. As as you know, it's it's a it's a nice meme. I like it. It works. And you, you don't have any other WWE you want to talk about? Nothing. No, we can. We I mean, can. how long you want to fucking be here, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. This this is Tony. He he's been out of his depth since NFL stopped. So it's like we wow, wow, good for you, good for you to go all that way to throw another dig in on me. You can end the show, or am I? Speaking of speaking of Packers, real fast. Oh great, and I gotta listen to the Packers. This is bullshit. I am forever now ending every podcast I'm on. Hear me out. Five seconds. It was dope. The the shoes that Braun wore for the kid. That's all I'm saying. They were. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was something nice. See that? Yeah. Just yep, because it was, it was dovetailed off of something like negative doesn't mean it had to end negative. See, he he brought it up. He raises the bar. That's right. Hey, that, that's what the race stands for. Is raise the bar. There you <laughs> go. Jump, jump to conclusions like y'all do when y'all Lambo leap. Thank you for listening to Pot is War, ladies and gentlemen. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs>
For the sky, boy!